Welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave, where we chat with amazing women within the worlds of sports, fitness, wellness, and business who aren't afraid to keep it real. Every week, we talk careers, relationships, and most importantly, the practice of self-care. Uncensored and unapologetic, you'll walk away from every episode with real-life takeaways and advice. No BS or fluff. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and I'm so glad you're here. Hello there, and welcome back to the Rebel Babe Cave. Forgive my voice, I know it sounds amazing right now, because I am at the tail end of the flu. Yay, right? You're just going to have to bear with me. The next couple of episodes, I'm going to sound like this in the beginning, and there's going to be some upcoming interviews where I might sound like I'm actually dying because I recorded them earlier this week. So just stick with me, okay? So I spent four days at a Tony Robbins seminar, and oh my God, it was just so emotional. And there were points where I was like, I was dancing and having a blast and points where I was like legitimately snotting all over myself from like crying my brains out. And I just learned so much about myself. And I'm currently kind of like on the struggle bus trying to apply it to my life because that's like the hard part, right? Like we get all this awesome knowledge and information and we feel like because we know it, then we're better. But if we're not applying it, then we're not. And so that's really important to me that I am able to implement all this amazing stuff that I got. So as you can imagine, yes, like I'm on the struggle bus trying to apply it, especially because I got back and I just immediately got the flu. So I'm working on it. So anyways, before I introduce our next guest, I just want to take a minute and tell you about what this podcast really means to me and why I'm doing it. Like this thing is not a moneymaker, you guys. Like I don't have sponsors yet. I'm not some big time coach, so I'm not using it to like gain clients or sell a course. And there's plenty of people who do that and there's nothing wrong with it. But right now that's just like not what this is for. And yes, I do own a business and I see this podcast as kind of like an extension of that. It's not really like some simple strategy like, oh, I'll just launch a podcast and suddenly more people will shop with us. Like that is not how it works. Rebellia, which is my brand, is not just about clothes. It's a sisterhood. And yes, we want women to feel amazing in their clothes and we want you to support and cheer for each other. We want you to love yourself and find a balance between working out and your career and your social life and your household and all of it. And for me, this podcast is a big part of giving that to you because here are all these badass chicks we talk to that you can learn from, that you can relate to, that you can connect with. It's like a woman crush Wednesday on steroids. So I hope you love this podcast as much as I do, and I hope you get excited for new episodes, and please shoot me a DM if you have any feedback or you want to see someone on the show that you think is going to be a good fit for us. Also, if you are loving it, please do me a favor, take a screenshot on your phone of the podcast, and then share it to your IG story and tag me. My handle is at Rose X-T-A-L-R-O-S-E, and I will love you forever if you can do that for me. So this guest is so freaking awesome, and there are plenty of women business owners who will not give me the time of day that are in like the fitness space, but Nicole has always been so sweet and just always replies to my DMs, 
anytime I come up to her at an event or something, she's just so gracious. She's amazing. And you must know her if you don't already. Nicole Biscuti is an inventor, designer, writer, marketer, and connector. Nicole's patented product, the Chesty, a sports bra with collarbone protection designed for the female athlete, is currently retailed in 18 countries worldwide. Along with building her brand and supporting her international sales team, Nicole engages with her local community eagerly. She is a mentor for female entrepreneurs and business students. Nicole, welcome to the Rebel Babe Cave. Thank you, Moa. Excited to be in the game with you today. Appreciate being here. Super stoked to have you. I have loved, I love following you on Instagram, actually, and your stories kill me because I like legitimately want to copy your stories. Like one day when I get my shit together, I'm going to be as cool as you because you always have music in your story. Oh my gosh. You know what I just learned about the music factor? Because one of my girlfriends who's also in our space also runs a, like a female owned business that, that sells apparel. She always texts me and she's like, how do you get the music on your stories like that? And I just, on a trip to California, I was just talking to one of my other friends who's from this like basically small farm town. And she (laughs) told me, and I didn't believe it until we had to verify this with like seven other people. She told me that the Instagram music function for stories is only available in key market demographic, Ah, like demographic areas. So I went back to my other friend and I was like, Art, didn't you say you grew up in a farm town? Like very investigative. Like I was like, didn't you say that you grew up in a very small town, like in the middle of nowhere on a farm? She's like, yes. Why are you asking? I'm like, and the case is solved. This is why you don't have music on your stories. And she's Instagram's now like, living in Clark City. Yeah. Instagram's like, you guys don't need it. It's fine. You're not important. You guys don't. Yeah, isn't that wild? So now she's actually considering like getting a new phone number to have a large city phone number so she can get the IG music function on her story. Thank you, I swear. Wild. But you were saying that it's like a weird mix of, you know, anything from my daily jaywalking with my sneaker heads or you know, random stuff that happens in the office, which is actually my living room and dining room combined, or, you know, <laughs> Snugget, who's like a star. <laughs> you do a good job of like capturing what you're up to. I always am like, ah, oh, hey. I forgot. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Well, you know, there's also something to be said about that. Like you're working, you're in it, you got your head down. It's, you know, might not always be the most productive thing to be like, hang on a second, I'm going to pause <laughs> on all of this great production that's happening here and Take do something counterintuitive to what we need to do. And I'm going to document it. Everybody <laughs> smile, but like, I wish like that were my reasoning too. Only it's more of like, I'm, I'm this is boring. I, I'm working. I'm like at my computer working all day. And then when I go in the gym, I'm like, I don't even have anything to put my phone on. So just, <laughs> <laughs> So we like to start out with something we call GGB, goals, gratitude, and badassery. So So I want you to tell me one, it can be a couple if you want, a goal that you currently have, something you're grateful for, and then badassery is like something that you're super proud of or that you've done recently that's just badass. Cool. Okay. So goal, GGB, goals, 
I'm writing it down because I think this is really cool. Yeah. Dude and badassery. We do this every Monday and the, the Rebel Babe Cave is actually a Facebook group. Well, yeah, of a community, and we do every single Monday. We all just kind of go down a thread, and everyone says they're GGB. So we thought it would be fun to do here on the podcast. Dude, that's amazing! I love it. All right, well, if I ever do GGB with my team, I will tag you. <laughs> I'll shout out, give you a little hashtag. I'll be like, my girl in the Carolinas. Wait, South Carolina or North Carolina? North Carolina. My girl in North Carolina created this. <laughs> Just up the coast. Okay, so goal. I really only have one, but it's massive. And every single thing that I do in a, on a daily basis comes back to this goal, which is build Chesty to a $10 million company and have it acquired. So that is that. Yeah, yes. love it. You know, there are a lot of things that need to take place <laughs> to get there. But that's, you know, that's like my big, they like say, hairy, audacious goal. Yeah, hairy, the hairy, scary goal. <laughs> hairy, scary. Yeah, exactly. That's the thing that we work on. You know, everyone on our team knows that. And we're all working towards a bigger thing. But that's not just about money, though. Like, I want to be very clear about that. I think that you have to attach a very tangible, like, real number to it to make it seem like, okay, that's a very easy thing to measure. But it's, for me, not just right. about that. It's about, like creating like a Chesty's going to be a household name for people, right? right? Like they'll refer to it as an item in their gym bag, just like people at an office environment will refer to like a highlighter. Like it's technically just a yellow pen or like, <laughs> yeah. but everyone says highlighter. Like it's a band-aid, band-aid, um, Velcro. Yeah. yeah. Like, like that's the thing. I, want I think it's to called an eponym. An eponym. I'm writing that down too. I think that's what it's called. An eponym. Yeah. So I want people to be like, oh, it's clean day. Better pack my chesty. So that's kind of like the thing. And then in doing so, we're creating an environment where, you know, women feel really comfortable in their skin. They feel confident wearing chesty. It makes them feel confident, sexy, and all of those like great things that yeah. we as women are automatically are. So I just wanted to be clear about that. So that's the goal. <laughs> gratitude. I, I'm honestly very, very happy. I said this last week. I'm very grateful for where I live and having my family really close to me and having good people around me. I mean, I live in South Florida, which is like a place where people choose to vacation yeah. for the most part. Yeah. <laughs> um, we just did a trail run for the Keala Foundation in Hawaii, which was awesome. And it was, you know, it's to benefit the nonprofit, but I was actually able to go and participate in the event. And everyone was like, isn't this incredible? Hawaii is amazing. And while yes, I agree, it's amazing. I came back to the most incredible like sunrises and sunsets that we have here in South Florida as well. So I'm just very grateful for, you know, being able to live my life the way I want to now having family really close by working and having a social life with just good people. So I'm grateful for my just everyday, you know, some people think it's basic and my basic life. <laughs> um, <laughs> badassery. There are so many like badass things that happen like all the time. But my like biggest thing, which you already know, but I think it's really badass that I'm a patent holder. And I have patents in multiple countries throughout the world, multiple patents. And that's something that it's really important, not just for business people, but for business women, because women on this like 
gigantic list of patent holders at, at the U.S. Patent and Trademark Office, you know, it's not completely full of women. <laughs> There's right. a lot of men's names up there. I think that's badass. And I'm like currently pretty proud of that. That's super bad. That's actually something I wanted to ask you about. I mean, you're a patent. Yeah. That's a big deal. And yeah. especially for women. So like, I'm so glad they brought that up. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Because yes. it's like, you know, you're an inventor. So it's, you have your, your business and a product and whatnot, but you invented the product and then you protected it, I know. which is important. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So talk a little bit about yeah, what made you move towards getting the patent because it is an arduous process and it's not, like I said, you know, I don't think a lot of women think about protecting their brand or their product, you know, right off the bat. Yeah. So talk about that. Um, it's really wild, but the legal aspect of it was actually what I thought about first. I mean, obviously, like I came up with the concept. Yeah. For- as like a tool, right. For training, just to make training more comfortable and just better in general. The first prototypes are hideous, by the way, (laughs) (laughs) as someone in your industry, you'd look at some of our prototypes and you'd be like, wow. Oh, we should have a fashion show. We should have a fashion show because I'm not kidding you. Our dresses that we did the crowdfunding campaign with are awful. Like they're so bad. I don't That's know so how funny. anyone supported us. So I'm with you on that one. It's like, I always watch these TED Talks, right? Like the people are buying why you do something that are not exactly buying what you're doing. They buy into the why. So your why was there. Um, <laughs> our why was there. You know, we're like here to make training more comfortable and protect your collarbones while you're doing it. But honestly, I don't know what, there wasn't like one specific thing that made me think I had to protect it. I just, I come from a marketing background and I always kind of think about concepts, products, conversations as what makes this different and unique and what's going to make this stand out. And I did know that having the collarbone guard in a sports bra is different. It makes it different because obviously sports bras in general existed before this, but I think it was just like a natural kind of like thought to say, well, we're creating something new, so it should be in its own category, which is also a really hard thing to educate, not just your customers on, but just the general public. It's a really tough piece of product information or product knowledge that you have to like really consistently work on. But as far as patenting it, it was kind of just like something that naturally I knew had to happen. Yeah. Ever since, you know, the very first... and. I did not, this is what I was doing everything on my own. Like it was literally just me drawing sketches of chesties, drawing sketches of the card, submitting professional artwork to my lawyer. Like, here you go. Here here are those documents you asked me for. He'd be like, we're going to need to have these rendered by a professional company that can... (laughs) hopefully get your point across. He's like, I know what you're talking about, but these drawings are not going to (laughs) work. Basically, I'm sure it'd be better than anything. I am like a stick figure, like artist. That's it. That's all I got. (laughs) That's what I got. Let me me move my computer. Can you see all of that stuff? Yeah. Those are all like (laughs) hand drawn chesties. (laughs) Wild. Everywhere. But we just do a lot of like hand sketches, very hands on using your hands and markers and pens and pencils for things. But yeah, so I don't know. 
something that women like, or people like outside of like the CrossFit community wouldn't really think about like the collarbone protection because they wouldn't necessarily need it. Well, they don't necessarily need it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it started in the CrossFit space, but it's kind of evolved to be honest, because basically anyone that uses a barbell would potentially be a customer who would be interested in a chesty. Yeah. But it, it has expanded beyond that. And, and it's really cool to see someone really smart once told me when I was in year one of my business, he was like, Hey, Nicole, just so you know, like what you think is your product today and what you think it's going to be, just know that it's absolutely not going to be that. (laughs) (laughs) And I mean, already in year three, he was right because we launched with shirts and that's 50% of where the name comes from. The other 50% is that my, I'm like very, very close with my only sibling, my brother, Scott, he's a U.S. Marine. He's actually still, he's deployed right now. That's a whole interesting story I'll tell you about later, but he became my business partner in 2017. Yeah. So he manages all the like the logistics, admin, vendor relationships, planning, all the things (laughs) I'm like really bad at, (laughs) (laughs) all that stuff. I'm like, he manages the money. Basically, that's called finance, Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) He's on deployment. But 50% of the name comes from like a very famous Marine. His name was Chesty Puller. So 50% comes there. I kind of named standing around the gym one day. I was with a bunch of my friends. And we were like talking about this product that I'm making. And I was like, yeah, I just need a really good name for it. And Bill Beveridge who is a Marine, literally stood there. And the first thing that came out of his mouth was chesty. And I looked at him and I was like, done. (laughs) Perfect. Perfect. Next. What's the next thing? So that was half of it. The other half of it was that our first product where they were t-shirts, like T-T-E-E shirts with chest guards in them. So I was like, let's combine these two words, chest tea. You know, and we just have a name. We just created a word. <laughs> Boom, there you go. So I don't know how I got on that topic. Sorry. I like, just like my brain. It's like all of this all the it's time. That's uh, <laughs> something that made me think of that. But <laughs> how, oh, like, I guess how we started creating it. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, we just created it for training. Never really like thinking it was going to be what it is today. And that's the other thing. Because like I said, you know, what you have today is not what you're going to have later. That's right. how, because I was thinking about cheerleaders, but hadn't gotten there yet. Okay. <laughs> and today we have a whole other branch of our company. It's called Chesty Spirits. And we sell chesties that were designed specifically for cheerleaders. That's awesome. Um, because we have like a very strong connection to our customer base and we touch base with them and we catch, you know, we basically like, when I had the time, I would personally call customers myself and say, Hey, it's Nicole from the Chesty. Just checking in with you, seeing how you like your purchase. By the way, I noticed that we sent to a college, you know, because it'll say like University of on their address. I noticed that we sent to a college. Are you in college? Are you coach? Like I was just very curious because I started seeing a lot of it. Yeah. Um, And time after time, the customer would say, oh, no, I'm I'm a cheerleader or I'm a collegiate cheerleader or I'm a competition cheerleader and I'm a base And I use it because I'm holding up people's feet all day and getting like the back of their heels. Like brilliant. I was like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah, my head (laughs) popped off my body. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> Seriously. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, so then I just spent like a year talking to cheerleaders because I did not know that world at all. Yeah. Um, and I still don't really know that world. I'm just getting to the point where I can identify like the moves. And I know, like, I know what a basket is, <laughs> very basic stuff. But yeah, so we started making whole lines now for cheerleaders Dancers were getting into that market. Um, awesome. Junior stuff. We've already made our first chesty with removable collarbone protection, which is great for just any woman who wants a cute looking sports bra. Oh, you don't need the collarbone guard? Great. Take it out. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Or that like transitional workout, right? So you do your strength component first and you're doing front squats or cleans that day, but then you have a Metcon and, and you think like the guard's going to be really heavy. Well, good. Take it out. And then you'll do your Metcon, go running. You still have like a great supportive bra to wear. So, yeah. I think it speaks a lot to you as a business owner to be able to pivot and kind of yeah. like see that, you know, that your vision, like you have a vision and it stays intact. It just may not always be like the yeah. way that you thought you would get there. <laughs> totally. Well, you know, and I shared with you my bigger goal, right? Like, however we need to get to that goal is right. what we're going to do. And if the market is telling us that we need to be able to provide, you know, this specific consumer base with a product that is designed specifically for their sport, then that's what we're going to do. So let's talk about that goal because I... Yeah. I feel like women, we apologize for wanting to make money and for bringing money like into the equation and wanting to be massively successful. You know, of course, like you wanted, to, it's not like you want to sit on a pile of money, ha ha ha, you know? <laughs> right. But right. I feel like a lot of us apologize for that. Jesse, are you like, listening? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Jesse in our office says, I'm sorry, a little bit too much. <laughs> You know, it's just like a basic thing. And she'll yeah. say, oh, sorry. And I'm like, sorry for what? Stop saying sorry. <laughs> like you own that power girlfriend, but you're right. And it's funny that you said that because I think that the people, I can tell you're not sorry about wanting money. No. Uh, the people who are like going out and asking for what they want are the people that have either never had a problem asking for money or did. And they have somehow like flipped the switch and they have overcome it. So when I had my, I wasn't always obviously like, I've only been doing this for, I've been doing this for eight years, but much like your story, you know, I'm like, well, what date do you want? Because <laughs> I have the date we incorporated, I had the date we came up with our, you know, with, with our actual concept, which was like almost nine years ago now at this point, but we just celebrated our five-year anniversary this past March. So those are all the timelines. Before all of that, I was in public relations and I ran my own small boutique PR firm. And I remember very clearly being so nervous about going into new client meetings, not nervous about my ability to do the job, not nervous about my experience because it was there, just totally nervous about presenting them with my fees. Mm -hmm. And I remember sitting in meetings and I made statements seem like questions. I would say something like, oh, yes. And then, of course, our, you know, our monthly retainer fee is and my inflection, my voice inflection would go up. Yeah. And I remember thinking in my head, like, Nicole, you just made that sound like a question. Like, yeah. it's not, are you OK with not, that? <laughs> right. Like, are you OK with that? Like, your whole voice yeah. changes. And it's like, 
No. And similarly, when we first came out with the pricing your product, and I'm sure that you've experienced this too, is like something Mm -hmm. to have a complete panic attack over. (laughs) We spent, we being me in my head and then like talking to my friends about it, because this is like a long time ago before I had team members, right? Right. Um, Talking about what to price this stuff at. And like one of my best friends, Melissa, who is in the fashion industry, who actually now serves as a strategic consultant for Chesty, said to me, you can always decrease your prices. You can never increase your price. So start really high. And if we have to drop the prices later, let's do that. And so I did. So my most expensive Chesty in 2015 was 78 tall. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm laughing at that because that is so much money. Yeah. And it wasn't even like a simple, like maybe you could justify that if it was like a black top, right? Like I'm wearing black. A lot of people wear black. Like it's a solid, but this is like for a jewel tone, bright purple top. It's like, <laughs> how many days can you wear that to train in the gym? And people are like, um, do you have another Is one? That, do you have 17 of those? <laughs> right. Or are you wearing the same one? You know, and these are things that you can only learn by like going through it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but as far as that, like, sure. I was uncomfortable a little bit when I would have to go to gyms and like hold this like Tupperware bin out of the back of my Volvo and roll up with like our plastic folding table and the table cover And just like, I would set up at any gym that would let me come in. And I did this for years, especially in South Florida. I probably know almost every gym owner in South Florida now at this point, because I would just cold call them and be like, Hey, I'm Nicole. I created this thing. Can I come in when you're like doing cleans or front squats one day? (laughs) Like just talk to your members. (laughs) At that point, it wasn't even like trying to sell because I didn't even sell the product. Like if someone tried it on, it was a win for me. I was like, yes. You know, like five more people know about the chesty. Awesome. But to your point about money, I was very uncomfortable about talking about money, but you have to go through those like painful experiences to get through it. And now it's just like, yeah, obviously everyone on our team, like we believe in our product. It is a very high quality product. We have so many people that are talented designers or technical designers, people who are like, fabricator they go to fabric mills and source the finest fabrics for us like yeah i feel really freaking good about the product that we put on the market now it's yeah. our average price point is 62 dollars, and no we don't discount like that's it and so i've gotten over that hump but it took you know it took a long time to get there right and now it's kind of like no i mean I don't feel badly about asking or wanting a lot of money or wanting large price tag for selling my company. And, and a lot of the people that I keep kind of in my circle are of the same mindset. These are all people like one of my brother's good friends is in the tech space and he just got an $18 million round of financing. Like he's broke just like me, but his company just got 18 million. Yeah. (laughs) for for, like series B financing. So like we talk about money, we talk about like new investor pitches. We talk about this stuff because it can't be something that you avoid. (laughs) Like it just can't be. And one of my really good friends, it's so funny, him and his wife, he said to me last time I saw him, he was like, I knew I loved her when she said she wanted to be so rich, it would offend people. And I was like, (laughs) (laughs) 
That's amazing. They call that fuck you money. <laughs> right. And like, good for you. I hope you get it. <laughs> <laughs> Women want to like, we want to tell you, yes, I want to make this money, but the, here's what I want to do with it. It's not all bad. It's not all for me. I don't want to run around, you know, and it's like, we shouldn't have to defend any of that. Money, you know? anything you want with it. Yeah. Like, Yeah. And you can still be a good person and make good money and do good things with it. I mean, you can't help the world if you don't have it, you know, I mean, on a level of of giving back. So yeah. And that's the other thing too. You can't even help your own team if you're not helping yourself first. And I don't know like how large your team is. My, it's so funny. Yeah. You're laughing. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) Me and my brother are the only like paid full-time, if you will, employees. Yeah. Um, And everyone else is just like, they have like mentally bought in, like this is their only job, but it is like for a lot of them, it's a side hustle, but they take it so seriously. I've been so lucky. I found like all these unicorn who have like like, joined in to basically like push this mission further along, you know, and we're like- I love that you said unicorn (laughs) (laughs) because- That's like my official title is head unicorn in charge. And when I hired my only person, her title is unicorn because I'm like, I need someone who can like jump in and wear a different hat. Cause like we're we're base level grassroots here. Like, you know, there's no VP of anything. (laughs) I know it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) And so those are some of the things that we're going to have to start looking at which is really scary. But when my brother gets back from deployment at the end of this year, my plan is to have like a brand book completed. We'll have like a solid five years of sales by then to look at, which really are only three years of sales because for the first two years, I didn't sell shit. (laughs) We have three years of sales, you know, to look at like steady growth. And then we we are going to start, you know, I'll have hopefully completed an investor, like a pitch deck to start looking at bringing on some outside money because to do what you really want to do, there's a certain point where you get to a level of like, Hey, I need to scale. Right. And (laughs) we're just having this conversation yesterday about, we don't have a digital marketing director. We don't have, you know, we don't even have like our Dropbox is such a mess. The only person who went in there and like kind of organized it was my brother, but he's been gone now for 10 months. (laughs) And who, there's a lot of disorganization that can happen in 10 months. Let me <laughs> so like a lot of times people will be like, oh, where's that one photo shoot that you did? And I literally have to think in my, this is the only place that it lo- is located. <laughs> like, how would I have titled that photo shoot? <laughs> I have to think for a minute. And then I'm like, oh, check these search terms. Oh, yep, there it is. But like, you know, so anyway, the point is once we get like, once we scale and bring on people who are like digital marketing director or you know director of customer service, production planner, VP of merchandising, all of those things, like those processes have to, it's almost like starting over again. Yeah. You have to create all these processes and it is going to be painful. <laughs> I think from the outside looking in, a lot of people, they look at us or you and think it's like huge, you know, way oh. bigger. Yeah, than it is. I know it's it's a really nice compliment, right? <laughs> yeah. It really. Is. I mean, I'm sure you're like, oh, I'm flattered. However, yeah. Um, <laughs> actually, when I was in Hawaii, that exact 
conversation happened with someone. It was a member of the medical team. He's volunteer medical team. So that means that they fly themselves out to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Like obviously we all flew ourselves out to Hawaii. We weren't taking donations and then being like, gonna buy a first class ticket, see you. <laughs> like, you know, the, it came out of our money. Yeah. Um, Chess made a significant donation for us. It was significant. Like, you know, it's all going to the greater good. Right. right? We all fly out there. And I was talking to a member of the medical team who's a firefighter from California. And somehow we're obviously like talking about business. And he actually said those words. He was like, yeah, so how many like people do you have working in your factory? And I was like, <laughs> factory? What? Literally. And one of my girlfriends who knows me and knows this situation laughed out loud. I'm like, <laughs> she like spit her water out. And she was like, ha, 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 ha. that's funny. And I just had to like school him. I was just like, I'm super complimented that you think we're basically Nike, but we ain't. <laughs> oh my God. And he even said, he's like, yeah, I was way off. I'm like, yeah. But it's cool on one hand, right? Like, yeah, have this kind of like profile in the community or to be able to have a brand that stands out and people put you on that level. That's that's amazing. But on the other hand, it creates some challenges because (laughs) we get so many requests just to like to donate or to participate or to do all these things. I I mean, there's no way we could ever support all of the requests that we get. Um, It's really, really, and it's hard. And I just, and you talked about following me on Instagram earlier, but like, I just had to post about how hard it is to live the life of a CEO because disappointing people is a huge part of the job. Yeah. And over the years, I have gotten more comfortable with it. I'm not saying that I'm like, yeah, I'm cool. I'm going to disappoint people. And fuck you. <laughs> like, I'm not saying it's that. It's inevitable. It's just inevitable. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's unavoidable. It's something that if you don't want to lose sleep over at night, you have to become just a little bit callous to it. Otherwise there's no way that you can even like exist. (laughs) You can can say nasty, mean things to me all day and I'll be like, whatever. And I'll consider the source and I'm like, get out of here. But you talk shit about my business. I will cry. (laughs) That's really hard. It really is. And actually to that point, I removed myself from the customer service position or function a couple of years ago, because not only would I lose so much productivity, like time-wise, mm-hmm. just obsessing over mean emails, it really did not do good things for my stress levels. Yeah. Uh, and the girl that we have, well, she's a woman. <laughs> the woman we have, Jen, who heads up our customer service now is, I don't even know what kind of amazing grit this woman is made of, but she's a special human. Honestly, she's a very special human to be able to deal with it. And even today, Jesse called me and her, the first thing she said, cause she needed to ask me if something was in stock here at my house, which is HQ, which <laughs> I'll send you a video of what I'm looking at. You're going to be like, I cannot believe this is how you guys function. It's amazing. Like the walls are lined from floor to ceiling in products. All the walls are crazy. But anyway, she called me and the first thing she said was, Hey, I know you don't want to hear about customer service issues, but (laughs) because it's like, we kind of have this like understanding that I do need to know about it. If there's like a fire I need to put out or if someone's really upset or 
we made a mistake, even if we didn't make a mistake and we need to like apologize, like I do want to know about those scenarios. And especially if it's like product related, because I need to know about how to make the product better, right? Like that's very important. So she calls me and it was something simple, but the way that she started the conversation, I laughed. And then I was like, well, now, now you've piqued my interest. (laughs) (laughs) Do I dare ask what's going on? You know, and it's always something silly, really. Like this woman right now, of course, she's not going to hate us when she gets a replacement package, but she absolutely hates us right now because her country's customs hasn't cleared her package that we shipped FYI within 10 hours of her ordering it. Right. But somehow we stuck, you know, so (laughs) this is why I had to remove myself from that whole function because at the end of the day, it's just like burning positive energy. It's not like you are getting your chassis and you wrap it up and then you get in your car and you drive it to the airport and you get on the plane and you fly the plane. And then it's like, People flip out. Uh, uh, yeah, yes, over here like I know, right? Like, <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, she's just so funny. She's like, yeah, we're not Jimmy Johns. We're not. Yeah, like, I wish I could. Up. I know it would get there if I were in charge of that. However, you know, USPS yeah. is not. Uh, well, like the other thing in the grand scheme of things is, and I'm not like trying to like make my role less important, but at the end of the day. We sell sports bras. We're not like giving yeah. you the cure to cancer in this package and like putting it in the international mail, <laughs> waiting for scientists to open it to be like, okay, here's <laughs> the cure to cancer. Let's open it and save the world. It's, it's a sports bra. Everything is going, like the world's going to keep turning. It's going to be fine. Eight. Your outfit might not be as cute for that competition, but like, seriously, you know what I mean? (laughs) Right. Yeah. So you have to have a little bit of perspective. I mean, I say that and like my entire world right now is this business, but I still can appreciate like balance. Oh, for (laughs) sure. And perspective. For sure. I'm just like, you know, if you're mean about it, because like we've got some amazing customers that ask for stuff that is a little, you know, a little above and beyond and, and that, you know, make requests or they, if they're unhappy with something that we normally wouldn't take back, like we will make those exceptions. But if you are mean about it. Then it's not happening. No, no, no. Yeah. your name goes on a list. We have you next to the printer. Like, I did order something again. <laughs> right. No, we're the same way. It's just like, just be human, be yeah. a good person. And for the most part, I will say the Chesty customer is fucking awesome. They're so good. They like proactively go out of their way to write us emails about how much they love something. We'll get photos. We'll receive videos of them. Like, like a workout, like a training video. You, here's my PR video. We get those all the time. It's so awesome. It's so good. Yeah. We just wanted to reach out and say, thank you guys. Like I look great and I feel good too. And like, and that makes up for all of the other like stuff, right? People don't realize how, I mean, taking a minute out of your day to just like send a quick email or write a review or take a video or a picture that's clear without spit on the mirror, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, it's huge. It means a lot as a business owner. It means a ton. And you're like, Oh, this is why I do what I do. And I can totally drag you out of a bad day. But then it also helps in terms of like showing other people like, Hey, this is an awesome product. 
Yeah. And all of that, it's, it's just, oh my gosh, there's so much, <laughs> you know, there's just so much to running a business. Yeah. Yeah. And it I'm is. like, I have a, it's called a rolling to-do list because it's probably been rolling now since 2014. I feel like we're the same person. (laughs) (laughs) It's like never going to get the stuff done. You know, I'll like, just to make myself feel better, I'll put very simple tasks on there just to make myself feel better about my day. Like shower. (laughs) Right. Like, good job. You did it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, good. Like you nailed that for the day. Yeah, but like my to-do list. And this was when I used to work for Bloomingdale's, I was in their PR department and my boss actually, the two things she said to me that I still carry with me are the rolling to-do list. She's like, there's so much to do. You're just, you got to roll it to the next. Not all going to happen today. It's not going to happen. Like she had really good perspective. And the other thing she said, much to my comment just a minute ago is she's like, look, at the end of the day, Nicole, we sell mini skirts here. Like, we're not the same thing. It's the same concept, right? Like she's yeah. like, you know, you can't take yourself too seriously. It was her message there. No one's going to buy on the table. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. It's awesome. Like it's, it's good per, to have perspective like that. Definitely. Um, yeah. It's awesome. So, yeah. I mean, we're still learning. I always say like, if you're not learning, you're dying. So we're learning stuff every day. 100%. I, there's still stuff that I'm just like, what? Awesome. Like I, you know, and research and look things up and yeah. Well, like now we know why Instagram stories only have music in certain markets. (laughs) (laughs) That's been very, very loosely tested that theory, but it has been confirmed based on my seven person test. (laughs) Take that nugget. (laughs) (laughs) There's that nugget for your Wednesday. (laughs) So how do you like, obviously, like as a business owner myself, I know it can be all consuming. So how do you like take time out for you and your training and yourself and your self-love and your self-care and all of that? I don't enough. It's like really like negatively impacted some relationships. I'll be totally honest. Yeah. You know, I have like basically, and I wouldn't even call it sacrifice. I've just chosen to like do this. I've chosen my business for the last couple of years and in certain scenarios where people thought I should have chosen them, I chose my business and it has been a really like difficult road, but I am in the process of trying to create more space. I mean, there are some like really positive things that I do for myself on a pretty daily basis that I love. One of the things is that I don't set an alarm for waking up. I just like let my, (laughs) I let my body like wake up as, as it is. I do give myself like time to read, meditate. I remove like my phone. I don't like to have a phone or television in bedrooms. I just like to like rest. And then as far as training, (laughs) it's really hard. When I got into this business, I was a competitive CrossFit athlete and just starting to be a competitive weightlifter. And I have like basically run the entire circle of that like lifelong, like that lifeline because in year like two or three of the business, I was qualifying for worlds as a lifter, like competing at nationals, all of like these amazing, like huge goals, right. For an athlete with my CrossFit team, I've been to regionals twice back when we had regionals now they're sectionals, but still that's a huge thing for me. And now it's like, if I get to go like today, if I get to go and do a 30 minute, like little workout on the airdyne and do some 
skis and do some like dumbbell presses. I'm like, okay, got my sweat in for the day. It's in, it's done. (laughs) But that is the time that I give for myself. Like, that's what I want to do. Like some women will like love to go to a spa or love to go sit at the beach. Like I give myself training time. And then I always, cause I live a mile from the beach in Florida. So I will give myself like a sunrise or sunset a couple times a week. So that's like what I do. That's what I can do right now. And that's basically it. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I just try to make it like, I used to be that, oh, I have to spend two hours in the gym and I have to do this program and I have to yeah. you know get here. And it just got to the point where it was not, it did more harm than good to my mental yeah. state. I mean, now I really just, you know, if I get three workouts in a week, oh yeah. If I get five, awesome. Even better. <laughs> yeah, great. Like that is, yeah. but I can't be like, I have to do five days a week, two hours. You know, I do a really quick little CrossFit style program a few days a week. And I do boxing a couple of days a week to keep me challenged and into it. Awesome workout. I know a lot of people who do like boxing and kickboxing. They yeah. Love it. It's a great workout and it's like, you know, mentally challenging because you're having to, especially if you're doing like mitt work, you know, you have to kind of think. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, it's good. It's great, actually, I like that. Yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's been probably for me, one of the most consistent things I've been able to do just because I, you know, because I'm like, whoa, squirrel over here. Or if I don't like my trainer's style, then I can't stick with it. I had a substitute guy a couple of times and I was like, nope. <laughs> Uh, you're like, yeah, well, it's funny because like, I think also, I mean, not to say that men can't be loyal, but like as women, we're very loyal to our trainers, yeah. our coaches, our hairstylists. We're like, oh no, we're going to, I'll just go to his class or her class. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> like, I can't work with you. You're too. And it's not that serious to me anymore. You know, I'm like, I just, I'm here for a workout. Like I'm not trying right. to be a real fighter. Like <laughs> my totally. I'm my company's model right now. Like I, my face has to stay intact. So like, just work me out. Like that's it. Oh, well you and me both. So like just up until last year, I was like the only body on every single chesty photo on the website, but I finally got a really great local photographer who has like a really great list of female athletes who he's friendly with, who are willing to model for us. So we can like get those product shots done. On yeah. But yeah, I hear you. It was like, <laughs> I'd go in and, you know, just like spend an hour just like taking stuff on and putting them back yep. <laughs> or off and on and just taking <laughs> photos. And I'm like, oh, you can literally see when it was summer and when it was winter. Cause my skin's like three shades darker. Lighter. <laughs> it's like me like this. <laughs> yeah. I think as like the owner though, people like to see you. I tried for so long to have other models and I wanted this whole diverse like thing going on. Right. And it was right. just hard like to schedule and yeah, you know, people are busy. Lost. Yeah. And it was just like, now we're putting out new arrivals every single week. So it's just not feasible. So I'm like, it's me. Sorry. <laughs> that's, oh, that's great. As far as like modeling, I always struggle with the balance of like, how much do your customers really care that it's you? I know that we have like a really good core group of like our best customers who do care that Mm -hmm. it's me, but like for the rest of them, how much do they want to see, you know, Nicole in a chesty video? (laughs) Like, I don't want to see me. So (laughs) 
I don't want to see me, but it's like, you know, my brother will be like, no, I think that this mess would make better sense coming from you. Or we'll be in like a group setting and I'll be like standing behind the scenes, you know, putting stuff on my Instagram story <laughs> about this like group shot. And they'll be like, come in the picture, Nicole. And I'm like, eh, but, you know, you know it's kind of like, it's like the constant struggle about like yeah. how much you do it. Like what's the right amount, right? I feel like I just kicked and screamed. Like I was being dragged into it, kicking and screaming. And now I finally am just like, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah, oh, you've wow. accepted it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of like my fitness level at the moment. I just <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and flow. Yeah. So I like to close things out with a quote. So if there is oh. something that you either like live by or just like a quote that's been speaking to you like recently, will you share that with us? Yeah. So I have a couple in my bathroom. I keep a post-it that says attitude is altitude. So you make your day. I mean, that's pretty basic and, and kind of just like <laughs> states what it is. I like quote that I love and I always talk about it. Muhammad Ali said, if you have to tell him who you is, you ain't. <laughs> I like to remember that because it keeps you grounded. It keeps you humble. I don't believe that any person is better than another person. I just believe that they have a different set of circumstances, a different set of experiences, and also a different set of resources that they either acquired or were given to them. So I treat everyone with the same amount of respect, but with that, it's the amount of respect that they've earned. Yes. So I like that quote a lot. <laughs> a good one. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Now, where can people find you? People can find The Chesty on thechesty.com. It's spelled, well, hopefully everyone knows how to spell the, T-H-E. <laughs> <laughs> Chesty is C-H-E-S-T-E-E.com. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for hanging out in the cave today. <laughs> it's been so fun. I mean, I was a little scared going into the cave, but you're very <laughs> welcoming. So thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Thank you so much. And, and honestly, I wish you the best success and the best of luck. You don't need luck, but you know, I think that women who are out there like doing what they love, even if you don't think you're like inspiring people, not everyone's going to reach out to you just proactively and say to you like, Crystal, you're so inspiring to me, you know, but you are, and you should just like, remember that. I mean, even like making the time to have a podcast and to reach out to people, to have them on, to tell their story is a lot on top of everything else that you're doing. So I just wanted to say to you, you're a badass. Thank Thank you. you. No, of course. You're welcome. Thank you for having me on and keep crushing it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Rebel Babe Cave. If you enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe and we'd love it if you left a review. See you next week.